0: underground studio this is the sipping social podcast my name is mike carl i'm here with my boy and certified bourbon steward garrett turnquist yo we also have our stellar producer on the mic johnny say what up what's up we're here to dive into all aspects of the restaurant industry we truly love what we do and more so we love talking about it we're gonna pour sample review anything you need to know about pour yourself a cocktail and join us on this journey let's Let's go. go Hi guys here we are uh, sitting back at the underground studio feels like we're back at home here if you're listening to this you listen to our two-part series from few and Evanston from the rack house at the Evanston ice house uh, where it was hot as can be in there the ice house Rick house H exactly hot house is what, <laughs> <laughs> what was. it was really warm. it was warm but we had a great time and those guys really did a good job and I felt like they rolled out the red carpet for us so first and foremost we want to thank few Paul Steve Riley, Michael, all those guys, they did a great job. Our boy Sean Henderson, who took all the pictures that you get to see on our website. Everybody did a great job that day. Uh, We drank a lot. I think Garrett drank
1: the most. I don't know about that. (laughs) Probably.
0: (laughs) But uh, we just want to wrap up those two episodes and kind of talk about what we learned and some of the cool things uh, about that. And um, who wants to go first? Well,
1: let's just, I mean, you're going to take me to a distillery (laughs) that they even say themselves that they're a whiskey company and I'm not going to drink everything they put in front of me i'm sorry i called you out no I you're, done you're that. absolutely right you should have but i am gonna i'm gonna defend myself and say yeah i i drank as much as that that they wanted to well pour there me.
0: was a plethora of booze that were sitting in front of us what
1: happened to the bottles that they opened for us to taste
0: they took them back <sighs> they didn't come home with us they should have i know we should have we should have what, they, for what that. are they
1: gonna do with them i don't know they've had them before yeah honestly
0: um. So, funny. <laughs> let's talk about w- what we did that day and how our day started off with when we got there. And
2: uh, well, it was kind of interesting, you know, from trying to produce a podcast. You get there and you expect, you know, some sort of uh, electrical source, electrical source to plug into to actually record. And uh, it was kind of interesting when we got there. We we uh, were under under the understanding that like there was no power in the building to really plug into. They just kind of had auxiliary power to like just basically have lighting in there. Yeah. You know, we were told
1: there was no wa- there was no bathroom. Room, yeah and that's it. Yeah. yeah, but no, but no power. There's nothing about no power. So I mean, it's on us for not asking so we're, about power. We're, I guess. But now we know though. Yeah. So <laughs> we're,
2: we were kind of scrambling. We're thinking like, damn, like we should have like I have a generator at my house. I'm like, should we have brought that? Like, should we be running a generator outside to like power our podcast here <laughs> and like have you know Sean uh, Henderson that came and uh, and, uh, and shot some photos for us. Like you know he needed to plug in all of his lighting and all that. So like we were kind of worried about that. So it ended up working out alright because we actually found uh, the one outlet after like ten minutes to search around the building we found one outlet. So I went,
1: on a little, <laughs> I went on a little self-guided tour trying to find electrical outlets. I was literally following a extension cord, a f- like 300 foot extension cords all the way in the back to the point where like I was walking on beams and not actual flooring. Really? It, and did you ever come across a source? No, I couldn't find it. Oh I couldn't goodness. find where it plugged in. So needless to say, we almost got to the point where someone was riding a bike to generate energy. <laughs> yeah.
2: What if that led you to like some sort of mouse trap and you find yourself like in a basket up in the ceiling? Yeah.
1: That would have been really difficult to podcast from there.
2: <laughs> we could have moved it over there.
1: Yeah, for sure. Don't bother getting him down. Just throw him a mic.
0: So it was a, just an interesting start when we got there, and they were like, "What are you gonna do for power?" And we're yeah. like,
1: "What do you mean? What are we gonna do for power?"
2: But, but we, I, when we set up in like <coughs> maybe, maybe, we just tore through it because we got minutes, there a little minutes. bit. We got there like maybe ten minutes late, and we had to get to the distillery um, in the downtown area for a distillery tour with Riley. Um, so we set up like super quick. It was like a twenty-minute thing, and everybody was all hands on deck, and we're throwing wires around, and we're connecting everything, setting up the whole podcast, and it got awesome. it all got it all done, and then yeah. went to the the tour. With is like awesome i thought the tour was really
0: good i like garrett i, I love how you describe it like it's like taking a tour of a, like a one-bedroom apartment yeah. because you literally like take a step here and you're like oh hey, well, here's this and then you take a step here and you're like and here's this it's all like in one room but just really super tight super tight but just impressive the
1: amount of stuff that they had going on in there can you imagine what that place looked like when they're aging whiskey in that spot that's <laughs> incredible unbelievable where they had to like stick it on the rooftop or something I mean, they had they had a pallet like what was it 12 15 feet high of just grain Imagine having like six of those of barrels of whiskey and everything
2: in there, all the production in there. I mean, you could probably get hundred of your best friends and just drink everything they had in there. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, the first part that we did we interviewed with uh steve who's the production what, what is his production director of operations and distilling <laughs> exactly that's yeah. the that's the word i'm looking for but I, I really liked interviewing with him i felt like he was knowledgeable oh yeah and the gins that we drank i
1: liked yeah they're sneaky they're sneaky good like i have a tough time saying like oh this gin's really really good that gin's really good i mean gin's kind of like vodka where it's all kind of it's either, like, dry or it
2: tastes like a Christmas tree or yeah, not. Like, I, I am not a gin drinker at no, all. Okay. I haven't had gin in probably, like, 30 years. And have you had it without tonic or soda water? Maybe not 30 years. Maybe 15 years.
1: <laughs> 30 years, you're drinking when you're
2: 7 or 8 years old? And <laughs> 8 years old is the last time I had a gin. It was Christmas and my father. i no, was kidding. Um, no, but, like, literally, like, I, I just don't drink it. And to, you know, have it for the first time really ever, you know, basically, I thought it was really great. Yeah, it you know, something that mind. I definitely want to get maybe into more and, and figure out you know what I can do with those bottles as far as like making cocktails and stuff like that. But
1: well, I think if you're at your house and you're not making cocktails, I don't think you need to like have a giant gin selection. No,
0: yeah, you need just need like more. one or two like. bottles. Yeah. yeah, well, an American style gin and then your traditional dry gin. Yeah, that should complement a bar very well if you're making especially classic cocktails.
1: And how often are you making cocktails here besides Captain and Coke? <laughs> That is true. Yeah. I mean Well
0: but that's the point of this. That's why we're yeah. doing it and you're gonna expand your knowledge and, and your palate and one day you're gonna wake up
2: and be like, Wow, I have five gins that I need yeah. to make cocktails with. Yeah. I mean is, is, is a Captain and Coke considered a cocktail? Yeah, so, technically. Absolutely. Yeah. So I drink two cocktails, Captain and Coke and old fashioned. There you go.
1: Perfect. So we can make a I'll give you a little recipe for something you can make down here. All right, the gins.
0: After we did the, the interview with Steve, we then interviewed Paul, who Garrett and I had, a, had the pleasure of uh, talking to before. Uh, really nice guy, kind of, kind of felt like he had a good vibe, a similar vibe to us, nice energy. Um, but I kind of felt like a lot of his questions were answered like a lawyer would answer them.
1: Yeah. I felt <laughs> like Just I was kind like, of deflecting them. I felt like interviewing uh, Bilicek right there. Like <laughs> we're on the Cincinnati yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I thought he was pretty humorous when he was like responding to some of our questions. Um, I think when we got into the review section, it was a little awkward trying to review whiskeys in front of the fricking owner of the company. Yeah, and be objective. Which, yeah, and be objective. <laughs> but um, I'm sure everybody's probably wondering what brewery uh, his family owned in Germany, and I don't know if that we can disclose that. But that is a very interesting we story. Talk
0: about it. Yeah, I mean, nobody's gonna, nobody over there is listening to it. So the the brewery that he's talking about is Pilsner. or kel yeah yeah that's a huge
1: brewery huge brewery yeah. why wow, you can see he's so salty about missing out on that yeah yeah
0: so but and but that's driven him to, to be where he's at and do what he does and um for his own family legacy now he is feeling like he's doing his part you know he can get, get get back his grandpa's stuff but he's able to
1: do his own thing for as shitty as that situation is like you shouldn't have any regrets in your life but like i'm happy that he'd doesn't have that priority and was able to make Few cuz I think Few is a good product and yeah. I think that what he has done for the craft whiskey world especially in the Midwest is important. Awesome. So yeah, I think sure. that it's I think it's a it's a curse and a blessing all at the same time.
0: Yeah, so like I, like we said, just leading him on his journey to be where he's at, and we get to be the beneficiaries of it because we get to drink his handcrafted spirits that, that are uh, world class. Absolutely. My favorite part about it, I'm sorry, Johnny. Go ahead. Go ahead. Was just the backdrop of sitting in that rack house. Yeah. Um, and I know we didn't we kind of talked about it, but a rack house is where distilleries store their booze and they age in the whiskey barrels. Uh, we had we were talking about I don't know when we we had this discussion, but we were discussing whether it was six thousand gallons or 6,000 barrels that were in that rack house remember this conversation yeah i think when, said I, when 6, I listen back barrels, at it yes says, we listen. no we listened it's 6000 barrels yeah that's impressive that's huge. that's huge and and, and i and a lot just, of
1: people will they say that's 6000 proofed gallons.
0: He said 6000 barrels, barrels. Right.
1: was the term that he used. So I yeah. hope that's I hope that he didn't like get misquoted on that. But I believe it after I went down that rabbit hole trying to find that power outlet there's there's it, definitely 6000
0: yeah, that's barrels. a in long there. building and there was just rows yeah. and rows and there was a creepy swing set in the back of so one of the
2: rows each pallet. Did you see is, that? I didn't get to
1: see it, yeah. Yeah, you were cleaning up and I got distracted because yeah. I drank all the whiskey. And uh, <laughs> so each pallet, you see like some of these pictures that we have, is four on each pallet, stacked four, tie. So there's 16. So think of how many pallets you can fit in a giant warehouse. And there's 16 on each pallet. Which in, on is, each stack? On each stack, which yeah. is, I mean, I think six 6,000 is pretty accurate I, absolutely and that swing is really creepy yeah but the backdrop was
0: just amazing smelling all that oak in there and you could yeah. I feel like the whiskey was permeating the oak into my
1: skin it hits like a brick too when you walk yeah, in. yeah that's you awesome one of, the,
2: one of the things that I was wondering like kind of after we were recording there and being in that space is like I don't know if you can hear it like when you know when you were listening to the podcast is like trains were going by <laughs> and it's kind of a busy area right so like you can hear like the metro go by and I'm wondering if that has any effect on the agitation of those barrels, like the ground—I mean, you could feel the ground moving as the trains go by because it's mm. literally sitting right up against the track. That building. Mm. So I'm wondering if that has like any small effect. Well, what's that Metallica whiskey?
1: Uh blackened. Blackened. blackened? Yeah. yeah. So they pump music into 24/7. Each, 24/7, and they have the different rack houses vibes to get the to, to, sh- to shake it. Yeah, to shake it to, to get barrel, the movement. Yeah, to age it quicker. I think that that is a little bit of a shtick. Sure. But Jefferson does
0: it with their ocean stuff.
1: Yeah, so that's also a little bit of a stick, but I think that's a lot more movement than what we're talking about, like the subtle vibrations. Yeah, that's, so that's Jeff- swaying of the so sea.
2: Jefferson Ocean, they they basically age their whiskey on huge shipping container ships. Right, they finish it. Yeah, they they finish it. Yeah, okay, so it spends so it four years. years in Kentucky and then it
1: moves on to. Yeah, Maybe. so then it moves on to the the, okay. the cargo ships. And then, the, and then it's like a year or something. Nine
0: month journey from Maine to yeah. Seattle. Yeah, that's around cool. the tip of South America. Yeah, so it's yep. so all a little bit sticks, but all also could affect the barrels, like Johnny's saying.
1: Yeah, I don't know how much the trains are agitating enough to do anything like that, but it's more than other places that more are not than moving. More than nothing. Yeah, right?
0: absolutely. What was the most impressive part for you, G?
1: First of all, the fact that there's six thousand in there and there's another rack house is impressive. Another thing that really hit me was that. They're making a lot of booze, right? We did, we we have determined that they're making a lot of a ton booze. of booze. He said, uh, Paul said something. Well, they make less a day than other places spill.
2: Yeah, he did say that. Yeah. So, so he's which talking. Is he's got to be talking, so about, talking like about the top the 20. Big, the big boys. Yeah. yeah. So when we
1: see this, we're like, oh my gosh, this is a ton of whiskey. And then you think about like other giant distilleries and how much they must be making if they're spilling, you know, the 400, 400 gallon tanks or whatever they're making that's crazy it's just nuts
0: it's just a lot of wasted booze and a lot of dead fish <laughs>
1: <laughs> just the scale that these guys work at versus the amount that i have seen at a store or at work or at my own house is, is, is yeah it's just incredible yeah like just the just the, so sheer, the the sheer quantities um, are mind-boggling to me
0: just the overall professionalism of those guys and how passionate they are about the the product that they're slinging how warm and welcoming they were about everything i mean those guys when we walked in they were having a meeting with their international rep, because they yeah. like sell in six countries. And you know, like they were meeting with people in between meeting with us. So clearly busy dudes, taking some time out of their day to really just kind of help us learn a little bit more about that industry and, and drink some of their good products. So uh, just really appreciative of those guys for doing what they did and they also signed the production crew signed a couple bottles for us to come home with so we get to get, keep those on the back part the underground which is really cool uh michael procured some sipping social and few hats which i know we talked a little bit about and we actually got our first message our first dm on instagram uh and i'm gonna let garrett talk about that a little bit because we get somebody we get to give away one of our hats for the first time which is really cool
1: yeah so our boy michael lives downtown he's a pretty good customer of uh maize mash and burger social he was drinking the few at maize mash loved it sent us a note said that he was drinking it tasted really good so boom hat for him awesome that goes for anyone else who's listening yeah send us a picture send us a post a picture showing us that you're drinking few tag Um, us
0: tag us on social media with with few and and sipping social podcasts
1: absolutely then we'll send you some
0: send you some goods yeah you can come to the bar and uh, drink some few at the bar and uh, get a hat
1: so So there's a couple ways to get a hat
0: yeah first is is drink few products post us on, on social media, or DM us, or text us, send us pictures so we can post it on, on social media. Um, any other ways we want to give some hats away?
1: What about drinking a few at Maze & Mash or Burger
0: Social? drinking a few at Maze and & Mash and, sip and, and the Burger Social for sure we will get you a hat. Yeah, we, tell,
1: tell us that you uh, listen to the podcast and order a few and we'll grab you a hat.
0: Last and but not least, great trip. We, it, it was an all-day event. Once again, thanks to all the guys that helped out. Sean, your pictures are amazing, dude. Cheers.
1: Cheers.
2: Cheers.
0: First of all, we'd like to thank all of our listeners, families, and friends that support us throughout this. We couldn't do this without you. Subscribe to us on iTunes and check out exclusive content at our website, SippingSocialPodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook. If you like this podcast, tell your friends about us. A huge thank you to our producer John in the Underground Studio. A shout out to our boy Johnny Perona and Davenport Ed. That's the rockin' music you're hearing in the background. Thanks again, and we look forward to the next cocktail with you.
2: Seems like the you guys go to Area Fifty One to.
1: Naruto run that bad boy this weekend? I did not, but I wish I did. I should have, yeah. Were you there? No, God, no. <laughs> I'm I've, way too old for that. I've seen the X Files. I know it's in there. My my kids were very excited about it, though. <laughs> yeah? Did anyone get in? No. <laughs> there were like 50 people came. Oh, that's it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, the pictures made it look like way worse. No, there was like a concert like down the road that had like a bunch of people, but uh, yeah, nobody nobody went. Yeah,
2: no, it's not exactly like on uh, route to anything else. No, like, it's stupid. Yeah. <laughs>